Hello, and welcome to the LVP Architects podcast. In this podcast, we're going to be talking about the brief. So the things you need to know are they can be incredibly vague or incredibly detailed. And we're going to focus more the brief for the part three as these podcasts, this sort of season, as it were, is, is all focused about that. With regards to the brief for the part three, there are two key moments where it's important. So the first one is a case study, which in the very first podcast we spoke about case studies and, and questions to ask. So that's the time when you investigate the brief and, and it's more historical. The second time it happens is in the exam. And it's usually, you know, like a paragraph or two before the question. And as we mentioned in the previous podcast, the with regards to the exam, there are three main um, sections. The beginning one is briefed planning. The middle one is construction phase. And the final questions are usually on handover. So the brief only occurs at the front end. Now, depending on what time of exam you have, some are multiple choice, some are take home exams. Uh, but the brief is always in there somewhere. You'll get asked about doing um, a fee bid, uh, resourcing, or um, to provide a procurement route for a specific type of project. When reading the first few paragraphs of the question, you need to interrogate the brief. So you've got to quite quickly scrub out the unimportant elements of the paragraphs. And you need to see what kind of depth the brief is giving you. So it could be very lightweight extension brief, or it could be very heavy duty new lab at a university brief. So what you need to delve into is things like stakeholders and how they could affect the project process. You know, the site location, the planning process that would be needed for that, you know, so is the site location in a conservation area? Is is it extension or refurbishment to a listed building? The types of planning applications that you will need. These sort of things, you really need to know all the planning application options available. Like I just mentioned, how the planning process is affected by a conservation area or a listed building or a listed monument, as sometimes it's termed. Um, You then need to think about the local plan and then the programme and the feasibility assessment that may they may mention it. So you've got to very quickly pick these sort of key points out. So usually they they have a similar flow to them. They usually are um, the importance of the location, the client, the neighbours, and then they'll ask you about planning, application, and that's where you'll delve into what type you need any delays that could occur or any issues that could arise because of your neighbours or because of the site location. You've got to remember you haven't got a lot of time in your exam to answer these questions. So come up with some predetermined questions that you're going to ask yourself when reading the first few paragraphs of the question. That will go a long way to helping you start to set out your answer. So some things that you may need to consider are the client you will need to assess the paragraphs and make assumptions. And when you're writing your exam answer, you should start off by stating your assumptions. So it could be things like the experience of the client or the type of building they're trying to do and the current market, the finances they have, the type of building that they may be refurbishing or extending, its location. So is it a hotspot? Is it a conservation area? listed you know all that sort of stuff 
and then you can narrow down what planning applications are suitable for this development. If you're relatively new to all of this or you haven't had much experience in planning, I'd recommend you go to the planning portal where you can gain an awful lot of information for the different types of planning available and it has some quite helpful guidance as well. As this is a discussion of brief related to the exam and case study, what you really need to look at as well with the brief is get a handle on what your services will be for this project because that's going to help you sort of regarding your appointment and how you're going to propose to charge for the work. You know, if it's a feasibility study, what are you going to charge? Are you going to charge a lump sum, a percentage of what? So, you know, you have to take that into consideration when you're looking at a brief. How much time is this all going to take you? You know, it's quite important at the beginning because the the brief, is, you have to try and extract an awful lot of information. And again, because it's one, two paragraphs at the beginning of a question, or if you're questioning your case study, uh, or rather, you're questioning the information of the case study, the brief may not give all of that information that you need. This is where you're going to have to make assumptions, and you're going to have to state those. So your exam, or reading the case study as well, understand where your answers are coming from so it all makes sense in bringing this all together because you don't have much time in the exam you you've sort of picked out these key points in those paragraphs and now the questions are about you know producing a fee so in producing a fee you've now assessed the difficulty of the site the type of client and the neighborhood and possibly money they may have said the kind of uh, it may say rather the the type of building or it may say what type of client they are so you need to assess those things and then in your final fee you're going to work out the complexity of doing all that work you know in simple terms you know how long a certain drawing will take you to, to do so you kind of take that kind of approach how long would it take you if you're recommending feasibility study because it might be a complicated site. How long do you think that would take you? How many meetings um, to get all the information back? How much research you need to do? And then producing the report. Um, and then you can sort of work out not only your fee, but your program and your program and your fee are interlinked, you know. And then that's that's forming, beginning to form your answer of what you would recommend. It may be very straightforward, maybe simpler. You know, you might just say, it's it. I recommend you go to this type of planning. Um, it may be that you recommend an outline application because of the suitability of that to what they're asking. You know, maybe it's a quite a new client or developer. It might be that that area is has none of those types of buildings. So you kind of want to feel out the likelihood of that with the planning officers early on. And then maybe it's about amassing and, and that's what you're getting, you know, so the outline is just about the, the scale of this thing. It's nothing further. We might re recommend full planning and um, advise accordingly. So these are the sort of things that you need to consider. You know, if it's uh, touching on client, if it's a complicated client or, or rather a multi-headed client, so there's quite a lot of stakeholders, then you need to take that into consideration with your fee and what you recommend because it may be quite a few meetings you know if you're going very in depth 
you may need to include your costs, traveling costs, or you know, are those included in your in you're just going to give those, you know, because you want this client. In being the first question, you're not going to be um, really in depth. You're trying to demonstrate that you understand what you need to consider in order for you to propose a fee. You know, it's like if someone come up, up to you and say, oh, how much will an extension cost? Well, you don't know. You know, you'd have to do your research. Um, you need to think about what's the scale of it. Um, do you need to hold the client's hand? Do you need to go to the planning officer quite a few times because it's going to be controversial? Do they have the, Does the client have the money? What they, they want, does that actually tie in with what their budget is? You know, so when you're doing small scale, stuff you know you will think of these things so your fee will reflect accordingly and that's that's the same principle in a large project you know you take that approach so i think with that in mind um the next podcast will probably be talking about fee and program so it's all interlinked again with the brief and the project timeline so i hope you've enjoyed this uh, second podcast um and you've learned something or you're more informed about the brief in terms of the case study and exams. If you have enjoyed it and you want a bit more information or you want to delve more into the rest of the study subjects before the other podcasts, then please do go to the Amazon website and purchase my ebook, also in paperback format. It's called Unofficial Guide to the Architectural Part 3 by LVP Architects. Thanks again and see you in the next podcast hopefully where we'll discuss fees and program see you then